Hello, and welcome to Married with Wrestling. I'm Justin. I'm Emily. Emily, did you know that we have a wrestling podcast? I forget a lot. Yeah. A whole lot. Uh, as do I. Uh, as does Brody, apparently. And we touched on it in his wrap-up that'll be at the end of this episode a little bit later. But, uh, hey, we're back. Without putting too much emphasis on the fact that we <laughs> haven't recorded in forever. It's just life continues to get in the way. Yes. We are back. Apparently the computer is also very confused at uh, the fact that we're recording now because it's just randomly stopping 40 seconds into anything I try to uh, record. So if any of our listeners are actually A, remaining, and B, uh, listening, uh, listening, and C, have any idea why that might be happening, I'm all ears. Um, Emily has notes, which is helpful because I'm not going back to, to listen to where we left off previously. But lots of things have happened, so let's just jump right in. What do you have on the top of your of your notes page for today? Obviously, what would be at the top of my notes page? A little um, reunion, a little mm-hmm. mending of the fences has happened. Okay. With Ambrose and dear Seth Rollins, and it has made me very happy. It has. I've enjoyed it. Um, majority does not always rule in this house. No. Um, so we have spent as much of our time as we can enjoying that reunion while also trying to shout Brody down while he continuously has issue with Ambrose and Rollins being not only a tag team again, but being tag team champions. That was the nice thing about the house show, that they started it off with them, so he was still just kind of excited to be there and didn't have time to fully get sour and ruin that moment for me. Right. And also that you sat in between us so that we wouldn't fight. Yeah, that was totally strategic. Yeah, I figured. Um, the house show we're talking about a uh, week and a half ago uh, at uh, Carbondale, Illinois at SIU Arena. Um, just to talk about the arena for a minute because it's always kind of it's always kind of interesting to see the WWE product in an arena that you might not expect to host I forgot a WWE that it was event. a tiny baby arena. Yeah. I, I, I had totally forgotten Yeah, that. I think I'd only been in it once before um, and for, for high school basketball, which probably is what made it seem a little bit bigger to me in my memory because I've, it wasn't, it, it was far from a full house. I've gone to two Matchbox 20 concerts <laughs> there. Um, so, you know, they just make any arena feel huge. Well, absolutely. But, um, and, and I mean, not that it's a, not that it's a small venue by any stretch. I mean, for basketball, it, it holds almost nine thousand, so it's not super small. Um, and the way the house shows work, if they wanted to, they could utilize more of the top section of of those arenas uh, if if they wanted or needed to. And in this case, they didn't need to because it wasn't fully packed. It was a, a random Friday night house show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with it being the first time that they'd been to Carbondale in four years, um, I, I thought maybe that the crowd would have been a little bit bigger than it was. But, but to be fair, it was it was still a pretty decent crowd for a. For, oh, they for were a Friday. great crowd. The crowd that was there was excellent. Yeah, I read something similar about uh, they just did a house show in uh, Cedar Falls, Iowa. Yeah, and I saw a couple of pictures from it, and the crowd looks looked significantly more sparse than. 
our crowd at Carbondale. But as the people that went to that show reported, the, the fans that were there were, were loud and, and crazy. And apparently something happens in Cedar Falls, Iowa around this time of year where everybody goes camping for okay. some odd reason. And they scheduled the house they didn't take that into account when they scheduled this house show or maybe they just knew this how often are you going to be around cedar falls iowa so let's go ahead and do our show regardless anyway um the house show itself was i I had a really good time oh it was right it was just fun yeah i always have fun fun at the house shows anyway um you get to see a few things that you might not see otherwise it's it's not every night you're going to see rollins and ambrose opening the show in a tag title match that had to be just, we've got so many guys, we want to get on the bus and get them to their next location mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. Right. Because Joe and Cena happened before the intermission. Right. So. Yeah, it's it's not like a show that you'd see on TV or, or a pay-per-view where sometimes it feels a little bit more backloaded. Um, with these house shows, there's always that intermission in the middle, so it makes sense that you'd want to send them send everybody out to concessions on a high note. Yeah. Uh, and they did. The... the the Cena and Joe match was was pretty solid, I thought. Also surprising how over Nia Jax was. Uh, people were all about Nia Jax they and Carbondale. They loved her. Yeah. Loved, loved, loved and her. She, and she put on a pretty good show for him, too. Yeah. I, I, I thought she she played up to it pretty well and uh, and fed off of it. Um, the main event was uh, Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Um, it was fun. It wasn't, it wasn't booked as a... It, it seemed like something that... Maybe they thought, "Hey, we'll book this as a as a as a tables match or a hardcore match," and then in the middle, they're like, "Well, we don't want Strowman to lose even at a house show yeah. in Carbondale right now, so we'll make it a regular match, but still do the, the table spot to end the night." And he'll get disqualified. And, so, and, but yeah, right. So, it, uh, it, regardless, it uh, was fun. Yeah, it was fun, and Carbondale uh, dislikes Roman about as much as everywhere else does, apparently. Uh, so, even in the smaller, t- it, it's not like it used to be with Cena. Where all the bigger towns uh, couldn't stand Cena, but he still got almost universally a face reaction in the smaller towns and at house shows. It doesn't really happen with Roman, and at least as far as Carbondale goes. It certainly still happens with Cena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody was so all about Cena. So many little boys cheering on John Cena. <laughs> yep. And the, uh, the, my, favorite, my other favorite part of the house show was the look of bewilderment across the faces of the of the other children sitting in front of us as Brody is cheering for Cesaro and Sheamus. Yep. Yep. They yep. didn't understand. They were mystified. You're yep. wearing a Cena shirt like us. Why aren't yep. you, you It's know. it's worth it to go to these shows with Brody just to see because he's he's not going to hold back. He's he's no. going to let you know exactly how he feels about anything at any any given time and it's there's it's not worth it to put a whole lot of energy into into turning that train around he was fighting with people back in the new day (laughs) baby blue power of positivity yeah uh, about how new day rocks so So again we've said it many times but you get a chance to go to a wwe house show it's it's absolutely worth your time especially if they're coming fairly close to to home and it's uh, I mean, Carbondale was, it's about a two-hour drive almost. Mm, a little less. A little, little bit less. Um, got but, to see uh, some good friends, yeah, have got, dinner. Got to have a good good night overall, so can't complain there. Yep. All right, what's number two on, on the list? 
as Cesaro took out the beach ball. I greatly enjoyed that. Thank that was God. awesome. So, uh, SummerSlam had the potential to to drift into uh, post WrestleMania Raw levels of fan annoyance. Yes. Um, and if, if they're gonna if they're gonna do the big four pay per views this way, where they do take over the pay per view Raw and SmackDown all in the same town, and they're and they're doing that, I assume to draw in outside crowds that aren't that aren't generally going to to come to that show if it's not if you don't make it a big special weekend yeah. then they're going to they're going to run into this as much as they want to try to ban beach balls uh which now they have because of how out of hand things got uh that weekend it's not going to happen people are going to find a way to get them in and they're going to they're and I don't I don't know how you change that now I don't either, and I've ranted about beach balls on this before, yes. but it was just glorious when Cesaro ran out into the crowd and it, destroyed the thing. It was just, it was that, it was kind of cathartic to see somebody who is as ticked off about it as we are watching it. And he's generally very composed. Yes, and it's like all of a sudden he just snapped and was going to take care of it himself. And you run the risk of, because he, because even though he was... Even though he was stealing their fun, they gave a positive reaction to it, and it's because he acknowledged what was going on. He added, yeah. And and so you run the risk of that being a problem, too. I think Cena made it much, much worse on Raw the next night because he was uh, trying to, to push the, hey, they're, they're all just out here having fun like we are, and let them, let them have their fun. And, I, you know, I'm not one to... to I don't know. If somebody wants to have fun. That's one thing, and I, I don't mean to sound like the old guy, but no, I'm the old grumpy <laughs> woman. Kids, put your beach balls away. I'm trying to watch a wrestling show. That's cheer. If I want to play with a beach ball, I'll go to the beach. Yeah, that's I, I. I didn't pay however much money to go to the venue, get into the venue, and try to enjoy the show to be constant. You know, just to be constantly. Annoyed and yeah. distracted Cheer, by something boo, else going on. Do whatever you want, but yeah. Uh, and, and I'll I'll play devil's advocate just long enough to point out that it is WWE's responsibility to put on uh, an event that that captivates the audience to some level from beginning to end. But that's not always going to happen. Were watching the two members of the Shield recently reunited against Sheamus and Cesaro who everybody has been behind. Yeah. And that's when the beach Right. This this is not Well and didn't it start during or was that on Raw the next night when they were doing it during Finn's match? Exactly. It doesn't. Uh, so now it's it's gone beyond you know we're just doing this because we're bored with what we're seeing. I mean unless unless they really have screwed the pooch with Finn Balor and, no. and which are, I don't, which I don't think they totally have. I, I just I, I, I think you're. I, I don't know. I, I, maybe attention spans are just that far gone now that you just can't expect any better. I People are idiots. At simplified version, but no, no less true. And segue. Speaking of idiots. <laughs> okay. Baron Corbin <laughs> lost his case. <laughs> it was glorious. <laughs> It was. Oh, it was so nice. It was. Um, this is one of those things where I've where I've done a little bit of, of reading to see, uh, but because th- this kind of thing generally happens either when 
when Vince decides that they've made a mistake or when somebody does something that they feel necessitates them being sent a message. And in this case, it seems to be the latter. Um, Baron, it, going back to his NXT days, and it's part of what made me initially start to to kind of get behind him some uh, his with his promo work. He was he wasn't holding back, and he was just uh, if if you basically if you weren't just a hard ass like him, then you had no business being around. And for his character at the time, it really really worked. And the further we've gone with him being in WWE, the more it seems that that's just Baron Corbin. That's just who he is. Yeah, there's not a lot of personality behind that. That's yeah. just him. Yeah. Um, what apparently kickstarted all this was there was some kind of company meeting concerning uh, uh, concussions uh, with Dr. Maroon, who is a name that a lot of people know because of his connection with uh, the NFL and their uh, their concussion all the stuff that's been going on with concussions in football over the last several years. Um, and long story short, Maroon thinks one way, Corbin thinks another. And rather than than wait until the meeting is over and try to have a private conversation with the doctor about it, he calls him out in the middle of the meeting and apparently creates a very tense and awkward scene that took away from what they were trying to accomplish. And... In, in wrestling and especially in, in WWE that doesn't apparently that doesn't go without some kind of pushback from on high and, and, and he got it in the form of losing his case and I don't even care about any of that <laughs> don't care at all don't care what happened yeah. I don't care if it was a mistake and he wasn't supposed to lose it <laughs> He lost it, and it made my week well, better. If it was a mistake, they would have found a way to correct it. It was a week um, when the Shield somewhat got back together, uh-huh. and it was a real rival for my top moment because yeah. of Aaron Corbin losing this case. Right. It, it was great. great. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't necessarily preclude him from being in the championship picture at a later time, but for now, uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how long he stays in the doghouse. What else? Okay. Um, that Sanity tag team mm-hmm. win. Yeah. And Nikki Cross being awesome in it. I figured you would Absolutely. be all over that. Uh, yeah, I, I was all over it as it was happening. Uh, it was great. Just kind of, kind of in a, just to look at it broadly for a second, the, the whole NXT TakeOver show was, was again, pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Asuka and Ember are... Oscar and Ember. Oscar. Uh, wow, Oscar and Ember. Hey, I did it. Uh <laughs> Asuka and Ember uh, had a had a fantastic match. Probably one. Uh, I I think it rivals the Sasha and Bailey yes. match from the first takeover Brooklyn. Oscar um, broke her collarbone and, and kept on finished going on like a champ. And d- even did the backstage promo yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to, uh, for sanity, uh, awesome to see uh, Eric Young get something there. Uh, just that's just the kind of hardworking guy that's been around forever and took forever to get to WWE and now he's got a little something to hang uh, hang his hat on. And he's um, a fellow Predators fan, so yeah, go Preds! Absolutely, um, and, he's almost here again. Yeah, and Alexander Wolf in that match. Uh, I, I I still don't feel like we've really. I, I don't think we've scratched the surface with him, um, but he he had a chance to shine a little bit in that match, and I, I think going forward. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I just I I kind of like him. He's he's just kind of that off the off the wall character that can go one way or the other, and um, they haven't done anything really earth shattering there yet. But uh, and that's because of Eric Young and because yeah. a lot of the focus goes to Killian Dane because of his size, and I get that. But I love but, that it took all four members to yeah. take out the author's pain. Yeah. I like that. It it, it, it made it mean mm-hmm. something. Absolutely, yeah. team approach and. Like you said, Nikki Cross is the best. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. She is. Uh, looking elsewhere on on the show, uh, real quickly, um, I, I was I, I liked the main event, and I liked Drew McIntyre being the one to take the belt off Bobby Roode, particularly since Bobby is yeah. now on SmackDown and has moved on. Um, so that I think that works. Um, and not to go not to go back onto the crowd too much again. But I just, I find it really, really, uh, whatever the reason is, it's kind of disheartening to see what has happened to Bailey. That two years ago at TakeOver Brooklyn, everybody was, was behind Bailey. The, that whole, the whole arena at that show, um, and really just wrestling fans in general all seem to be cool with Bailey and wanting her to succeed and here we are two years later and she's out with an injury and shows and shows up on the show just kind of as a as a kind of homecoming type appearance and is summarily booed by the entire crowd uh, I don't think it's her fault uh, I don't think she's been I don't she hasn't been put in the right light on the main roster. But she also hasn't been put in a horrible light. People are going to come back around on her. Right. It's just the thing right now. The But the, the back and forth nature of fan, how fans have gotten on some people is just... It, it's, it turns me off. It, it makes it hard to say that I am a wrestling fan sometimes because... And, not, I mean... I'm saying this as a wrestling fan in a conversation about wrestling that, o- that mostly only other wrestling fans will listen to. So, I mean, people, regular people that don't watch wrestling, this isn't the reason that I don't tell people I'm a wrestling fan if I don't, which is kind of a dumb thing to say because I do tell people I'm a wrestling fan. And I'm usually wearing a wrestling shirt right there, so, yeah. yeah. But, I, I don't know, it's, it's one of those things that just kind of frustrates me. I, I don't, I, I think it's, I, I think it was directed to the, to the company and the way she's been handled and not directly at her. Um, I just think it's unfortunate that she's the one that, that has to bear the brunt of it. Um, anyway, not she'll it'll come back around. Oh, I, she'll, I don't, she'll be I don't fine. doubt that. I, I think she's there for a reason, and and she'll be fine. Um, I just it's it it just kind of it just kind of bugs me when that kind of thing happens to somebody like that. Yeah. What's next? Um. Well, I, it's not next, but I did really like that Jar- Johnny Gargano match on that. Oh yeah. Too. That was really good. It was. Um. The uh, let's see, Alistair Black and uh, Hideo Itami was the other match, and it was a really good match. Um, yeah. Was there was there another match, or have we got? I think I, don't we, know. I think we went because there's usually only about five matches yeah. on Takeover. I so can't I, remember. Uh, oh, uh, Adam Cole. Yeah. That the Adam Cole appearance at the end. Um, and the um, oh, I can't think of their names right now. Kyle O'Reilly, yes. Bobby Fish. Yes. Yes, kind of a uh, kind of a little Ring of Honor stable without calling it that. Um, so we've seen a little bit of uh, here in the last couple of weeks of NXT. We've seen a little bit of them again. Uh, so it's I, I'm looking forward very much to seeing where they go with that. But 
uh, at some point, do you get too many guys <laughs> to or too many wrestlers? Because mm, so they're bringing they've brought in so many people again over the last several months. They needed to though. NXT but, needed a refresher, NXT, and maybe this will be the refresher. NXT did, and some more people have been called up to the main roster. But it doesn't seem like that many people have been... Re- Usually when that happens, some people are released. And that but hasn't really NXT happened. is doing a lot more live shows than they used to. It's true. So if for no other reason, then you're going to fill out the live show. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are probably staying around. Right. And give it uh, like uh, Alexa's man and uh, Blake and Murphy. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, and uh, we probably haven't... This probably doesn't go back this far, but they've they've cut out pyro on entrances, uh, which I imagine sa- saved them at least a, a, a fair penny. Um, and if the if the reason they did that had anything to do with keeping more talent around, then oh, I'm, I'm all then for I'm it. All for it. Uh, save your pyro for WrestleMania. They didn't even do it at SummerSlam this year. Yeah, save it for WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm totally cool with that. If if that's even a, even a small part of the reason. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do. I miss the pyro for AJ and and Brock, and you know some of the ones that it, it just adds so much to to their entrance. But I, I'd I'd rather have more people around. Yeah, um, Usos and New Day. Mm-hmm. How awesome that match yes. was! That they it was clear clear if you're going to put us on the pre-show, we're going to show you why we should be main eventing this whole thing. Absolutely, and it was awesome. That has. That may be the top feud of the year so far. It was really good. It's uh, it's been it's been kind of long and drawn out, uh, but it's never felt stale. They have always done something to to it reignite it whenever that just makes sense. Mm-hmm. They they just both want the belts. There's yeah, the, yeah that yeah that's it yeah. And I and I get that you can't do something that simple with every feud, but it sure works with this one. Well, despite what anybody may think of the Usos on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of talent there, or none yes. of this would have... There's oh. only so many people that can make a rap battle actually be <laughs> entertaining. And it, it was, so... Right. Uh, it wouldn't have been had they not let them push the envelope as much yeah. as they did. But, again, that's one of the reasons that, that it, this feud has worked so well, is that there's there's still that bad blood simmering, you mm-hmm. know, under the you know below the surface, so... Uh, no, I, I, like I really what they tried to do with Roman and Cena. <laughs> <laughs> it was I, horrible. I don't know if that's on your list or not, but let's talk about that. It for wasn't a second. because I made this list two weeks ago when I thought <laughs> we were getting ready to record podcasts. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I do want to talk about that for a minute. Uh, last week on Raw, it was uh, contract signing John Cena and Roman Reigns. They're going to have a match at uh, No Mercy, and it seemed like. They WWE wanted to try to recreate the John Cena versus The Rock promos leading up to whichever WrestleMania it was that they had the main event. I uh, think they would have been happy with John Cena and Ambrose from last year when they were leading up to their little feud. Yeah. At, at this point, I mean, uh, and and theoretically, they should have been able to get that. Um, on, on Roman, paper. no good with words. <laughs> What, what is this black thing I'm holding that makes my voice echo? <laughs> um, I, again, it's not totally his fault because the guy clearly has charisma and he clearly has the ability to connect with an audience. 
just not in the way they're trying to get he to get him over with. Has charisma when they'll let him be him. Yes. I, even though they canceled Unfiltered, uh-huh. go back and I've said it before. Go back yeah. and watch the Unfiltered. Yes, that is where Roman he's Reigns. so comfortable with her, uh-huh. and it comes across, and it's like. I see why they think he should be a star. Yeah. Because if they're getting this, then, yeah, I'd think that guy's a star, too. I mean... Yeah. Um, but in the course of trying to recreate something that John Cena and The Rock were able to pull off because they're both experienced uh, superstars in that element, uh, they basically made Roman Reigns look like a chump uh, and, and reduced him to saying... Only the things that everyone else has ever said about John Cena. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the one big problem I had with it, and it's they always put this into Cena's promos whenever whenever it's time to uh, to talk about fan reaction for a certain wrestler and how things go south for some guys. Um, they always have Cena say that. That it's not back. It's not the people backstage that decide who who is at the top at any given time, or who's the champ, or who's considered the best, or whatever. It's always the fans, which is a complete lie. It's totally disingenuous. Um, it's it's not true at all. Uh, at least not at the at least not at the top. I will I will grant them that fan reaction to some mid-level guys yeah and maybe even some guys that um that are in nxt that they're not totally sure about fan reaction at nxt in the past has dictated maybe who gets called up it happened with adam rose because everybody was all about adam rose in nxt there for several months and they called him up and it just didn't work everybody was all about emma for a while and when they first called her up trying to do the same stuff it just didn't work, and maybe that's a that maybe that's an, not a good example because it shows why they shouldn't always listen to the fans. Well, but but then sometimes I think Heath Slater and Rhino mm-hmm. probably got the run they did because, because of, of yes, that's a very because good example. of the fans. Yeah, that's a very good example. Um, the, maybe this, even uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze right now with the Fashion Files and the, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I would I would say that's another good example just because. I mean, listen to the fan reaction. How long has it been since uh, since Brizongo has had an actual match? I don't know, but they're they, on SmackDown every week. But they're week, on SmackDown so. every week, and the, the crowd always gives a positive reaction when they see it's time for this week's Fashion Files. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's absolutely a good example. Um, if if fan reaction was a, was a majority of the deciding factor on who is at the top at any given time, then John Cena would have been removed from the top years ago. Yeah. Roman Reigns never would have gotten there on his own. He would only have been there when the Shield was at the top. Um, so, I, I mean, I, the, the comparison I make, and this only works for people that have been watching wrestling for going on 30 years, is... Um, 20 to 30 years, I guess, is the year, and I, I told you about this the other night, the 1994, I think, Royal Rumble, when oh, uh, yeah. when Bret Hart, when the, the winners of the Royal Rumble were Bret Hart and Lex Luger, because they landed at the same time, and rather than just put them back in the ring and have them 
try again, like they yeah. did with Cena and Batista not that long ago. They just said, hey, guess what? They're both winners. Yeah. And even in 1994, the crowd was like, no, that, that does not work. Yeah. And the only reason they did that was because Vince couldn't decide who he wanted to pull the trigger on. At the time, he couldn't decide if it was Lex or Brett. And it ended up being Brett, which, of course, was the right call. But today, we'd still be getting Lex Luger shoved down our throats. Yeah. Absolutely. Which but. and not to not to badmouth Lex Luger. I, I actually I, I wasn't I was never a huge fan of his, but I I saw his uh, I saw his utility in the ring, and he had a good look. He, he had the look that I mean it's it's you what say so he had a good look for professional wrestling. All that looks disgusting to me. So, but obviously that's what got him in the door in the first place with Vince. So, um, but he he was okay in the ring. And good enough on the mic, and he he just never connected with the WWF fans, which is why he ended up not getting that nod. But that was them kind of hedging their bets. They don't really hedge their bets anymore. Yeah. There's they say, okay, hey, we're still making a, we're still making boatloads of money while we're putting this guy at the top that we know most fans don't want anyway. So why would we stop? I think I saw uh, Triple H tweeted something about Roman not too long ago uh, about how everybody says he ought to turn heel and the same thing they've always said about Cena. And his response was, uh, why would we turn him heel? He's, he's, he is what he is right now. Kids love him and he sells a lot of merch and, yeah. he, and people come to watch the shows. So he's, he's a face and the people that don't like him are going to boo him anyway if we turn him heel which none of his fan none of his fans want to see then the people that are booing him now are going to start cheering him and the people that were his fans before are going to be turned off and so right now you need him face for the full shield reunion anyway so leave him alone and, and i i will say this it it seems to me that that is the only way to that's the only way to get a, a solid face oh, it's going yes it's going ever to be again is to is to reform shield and, and I don't think people will boo, you know, I guess the fear there mm-hmm. is, well, is their hate for Roman greater than their love for the Shield? Right. No. Probably not. No, he's going to get a huge pop whenever he finally is out there with them. What that has me envisioning, though, is, um, I, I can't remember what year it was, but it was the first time after Shawn Michaels had come back that they hinted at Shawn and Triple H, uh, reforming DX and it was it was an episode of Raw where Sean had just had been you know trying to trying to get him back on his side and and the show the show was coming to an end and the DX music hits and they come out and they do the full entrance and they do the the chops in the middle of the ring and then Triple H pedigrees him and you've got the the starting of the Triple H Shawn Michaels feud or, or a reignition of it or whatever um if they ever did want to turn Roman heel, that'd be the way to do it. Oh, absolutely. It'd be great. Build up for weeks of, of the full Shield reunion, and the first time they come out to do it, he just spears both of them. I, works for me? I, I, I don't think it'll ever happen. <laughs> probably not, but it works. It's probably got less of a chance of happening than the actual Shield reunion that we're just waiting for. Oh, that, that'll happen. I think it will, too. At it's some just, point. I don't know when. How long. Yeah. Let's get back to your list. Um... Natty mm-hmm. is the new women's champion. She, her new SmackDown, SmackDown women's, women's champion. champion. She is. Um, I was surprised. 
I was a little surprised, but um, I mean, there, I don't know if there's anybody more deserving just for her longevity and. And it makes me wonder how close she is to becoming more of a trainer, mm-hmm. working behind the scenes. Maybe this this may kind of be. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the whole kind of subtle crazy cat lady shtick is. It, it makes me chuckle. I, if only I, it was a stick. <laughs> oh, I, I know it's not. I, I know she is kind of a crazy cat lady, but uh, yeah. But they, they don't. I, I I do think I'd like it better if they just went full force with it and and let her loose. Uh, Maybe she should start painting her nose like uh, what's her face that was in the, in the May Young Cl- classic. Yeah, I, I forget her name, but yeah, there was one of the May Young classic competitors was very Mar- Maureen Ponderosa. Yes. Uh, could have been more so, but anyway. But no, I I, I was I'm, I'm happy for Natty. I I, I don't. I'm, no, I'm it's with not gonna you. Last I, long. I'm with you. I don't think it lasts long, but but uh, she got it, and that's yeah, yeah, that's, that's good, for good, for good for her. Good for her. What else? Um, New South Pole. Yeah. Um, we we learned the identity of Susan. Yes, Susan. It was Renee uh, Young. Yeah. Um, very teased hair. <laughs> very very teased hair. I don't know that. Um, I don't think this iteration of Southpaw had quite as many moments to latch onto as the first go around, and I, th- I really think it's just because we didn't really know exactly what to expect the first go around. Yeah, you've seen the characters. Yeah. Now. Um, I think Cena put something on Instagram that has people thinking that the next time they do Southpaw, they'll go into the into the nineties, like into the early nineties. Um, I, I did which, like that it was a prequel or you know it was an older tape they found i I, I liked that you got you got answers to the questions raised in the first softball we we got to see the uh the downfall of chet cheddarfield yes that was entertaining um rhino and and seth rollins as the uh as the 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 butchers butchers. yeah (laughs) that that was pretty entertaining um but no, overall, it's I, I'm just I'm glad to see them doing things like that, and and just even if it's on a very small scale, just trying different things and and letting, just letting. I mean, they they Michael Cole likes to tell us how much they're just here to have fun, but when they actually let them have fun and just let us just let us watch and let us have fun with them. It makes it more organic and enjoyable. My so. only question with it is I don't understand why it's on YouTube and not the network. I, I've got a lot of questions about the network these days. If you're going to have the network put that... If you're wanting to drive numbers to your network, yeah. put that on there. Yeah. the only I'd rather watch it on the network. It'd be a lot easier yeah. to log in. and. The only thing that I've been able to figure out is that they're not... I guess they're not hosting... They still don't host their own content, as far as I know. It's still the way the way the network started was it was all hosted by uh, uh, MLB. They're the ones that get, that that helped them set up the framework, um, and I think they were housing all the content. I may be wrong about that. Like the baseball, like baseball yeah, okay, yeah, like because their uh, their streaming service uh, when it. When it kick started, it, it just uh, apparently it blew everything else out of the water hmm. of its of its type for for sports. So they were brought in to I, I, I guess I to, to get the whole net to help get the network started. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I'm, I know next to nothing about how any of that works, but that's the only thing I've been able to latch on to that to give a reason for why they don't put more things on the network or keep more network-only content like some of the things that they've canceled with Talking Smack and, and all the other stuff that we've enjoyed that is gone now. Yeah, they pretty much canceled everything yeah. that I've watched. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a wrestling event. Right. It's the only thing on that, the network. It's the only thing that makes sense because you create your content, you own your content. If you own the the method through which that content is d- distributed, it stands to reason that you just put whatever you want on it. So maybe that's not the case. That there's some there's some kind of financial thing in the middle there with how it's being housed or whatever. I don't know, but. That's that's just a guess there, and it's it's unfortunate. But if I mean, if the byproduct of that is that Southpaw, which is obviously very cheap to produce, has to be just gets thrown on YouTube, and that's where we have to watch it, then things could be worse. Yeah, but give me unfiltered back on YouTube, then that's fine. Put it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, because. Go back to the way you did the first season, where it was only about ten minutes long, yeah. and throw it's, it on YouTube. It's something that they generally shot in the arena anyway. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't seem like it'd be that far out of the way for, you know, for the crew that don't get it is involved. Okay, what's uh, how much more we got on your list? Uh, I think that was it. Was it really? That was it. And Mayum, which we'll have to talk about that in greater detail. Yeah, we we want to after wanna, the finals. Right, the the final uh the final or match. The final, excuse me. Uh will be September 12th. That's a Tuesday. So Tuesday, next Tuesday night on the network uh live. I assume live after Smackdown. They didn't say a time, but that's going to be my guess. Um I don't I don't feel like it's spoiling anything since all the all the the episodes are out. But they right just now. came out today. Okay. Well, then I then I won't mention what the final is. I'll, I'll give yeah. everybody a little bit more time to, to watch. Uh, I will say that just from the uh, uh, the first round matches, uh, everybody has been hype about Kairi Sane anyway, uh, just because of her history in Japan. Uh, so, actually getting to watch her in a WWE ring was, was and, very entertaining. And, and watch that jazzy, jazzy Abby Gabbert, Lath. Abby Lath, that, that was, watch that match. That's awesome. That may have that may have been the best match of the first round, uh, simply because Jazzy Gabbard is one scary lady. Um, in and, the best possible the, way. Uh, absolutely. Um, and I think she would fit in nicely with a uh, with a refueled women's division. They NXT. can replenish the entire oh, women's yes. roster, and yeah. it'll be as good as new. Yeah. There were a few that we saw in the first round that we had seen before, like Abby Lath and uh, uh, Sarah Dobson, uh, no, or Sarah Logan. She's Sarah she, Logan. She was she Crazy, Mary, crazy Dobson, Mary Dobson, and now she's Sarah Logan. Uh, Santana Garrett. Santana Garrett, Bianca Blair. Uh, Lacey, Rachel Evers. Rachel Evers, Lacey Evans, um, so, uh, and, and maybe some others. Uh, again, we'll go deeper into that uh, after the final has been held. But uh, It's been fun. It ha- It has. That's that's. I mean, there are there are a couple of a couple of stinkers in there. Uh, there were in the cruiserweight and classic the too. Cruiser, yeah, it's you're not going to bring in 32 competitors and have 16 fantastic first round matches. You just can't. No. Uh, so some of some of the pairings did not mesh well at all. Uh, and some but, of them you wish you they'd paired different, so you could have seen 
other people. Yes. That, like, it was Santana Garrett and um, who uh, who did she have in the first she, round? Uh, she lost to... I can't even remember. I can't that. remember, but whoever but, it, but was, it wasn't a it wasn't a, a very fair pairing, whatever. whatever because both of them should have gone further in it. Oh yeah, essentially, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there are others that I would like to have seen have more than one match, but again, they're people that we're probably going to see in NXT in the future, and um, it's it just remains to be seen what what happens overall. But so far, uh, very entertained with uh, the first edition of May Young Classic and. Uh, just curious to see who sticks around. Yeah, that's that's my main question now. It's just who else do we get to see again? Yeah. Uh, so hey, we did a podcast. Um, we did. We have plenty more wrestling to watch coming up, and we're building to No Mercy, which is uh, on September the. Sure. Uh, that date. One yeah. of the, one of those Sundays. Um, building to Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar as the main event. Roman and Cena. Um, Alexa Bliss just won the women's championship back, and I think we're we find out tonight who the number one contender is. I forgot it was Monday, so I was like, tonight, what, yeah. what, why, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. By the time this comes out, uh, so I have no idea what's happening. Actually, this may actually be downloadable before Raw starts tonight, but I'm sure nobody will listen to it. Um, <laughs> it's. Uh, it's um, Jeff Hardy and The Miz Intercontinental Championship. Oh, yeah, and I liked that. That was different. Yeah. Uh, And they kind of had a little back and forth on on Twitter uh, this weekend with uh, The Miz offering them places in the Miztourage if if they would cancel the match, and and Jeff and Matt respond, and obviously that's not happening. Of course, Uh, yes. But, yeah, uh, that has been fun so far, and uh, lots of new potential matchups out there on both rosters right now if, if they'll just go that route. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be curious to see what happens. Uh, five minutes with Brody coming up and um, again, no promises, but we intend to actually record podcasts on a more frequent basis going forward. Well, we have the My Young Classic and I think that'll kind of get us to actually record something, but I also thought that about SummerSlam, so what do I know? That is true. Yep. I will say that our uh, our Facebook page has been getting uh, a lot more traction lately. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's all spam. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're all bots. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you're, if you aren't a bot and you've listened to this far and you've been active on uh, and I by active i say you have clicked on our uh on our group page once um maybe tell us about it uh, otherwise um just keep bringing the bots because at least they're driving our numbers up and i just honestly remembered like two days ago that we have a website so <laughs> I, yeah you'll you'll notice i stopped mentioning that I had months for, ago i had 100 percent forgotten <laughs> that that existed so yeah apologies Again, this is totally a vanity project and something that we do on the side because we like to talk about wrestling. So if you're not listening, you're not hearing this anyway. So Exactly. But if you're listening and enjoying it, thanks. And... Okay, yeah, that's it. Here, yep. comes, here comes Brody. See you later. Bye. Brody, why have you not been reminding us that we're supposed to record a podcast? Are you just are you dropping the ball on purpose? Yes. Why? Don't you like talking about wrestling on the podcast? Uh, 
I like picking on Nakamura on well, the podcast. Well, I know you like to do that, and we're we're not going there because I don't want to be angry today. Well, tell, go ahead and make your prediction about that match because I know you want to talk about it. Um, uh, I think Gender and the Singh brothers are going to come out, and Gender's going to punch Nakamura in the face, and Orton will hit that RKO. That's what you think's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think's going to happen? I think I don't want to talk to you about it. Why? Because you're a jerk about Nakamura. <laughs> why? Is I don't that? know why. Why are you? Because uh, of his Joe crap. I, that was so long ago. And so many other people have beaten Joe since then. Why is it just Nakamura that gets the shaft from you about it? Um, uh, because he didn't deserve it. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. Tell us, what do you think about the Mae Young Classic? It's fun. Did you enjoy the matches? Mm, They were okay. The ones that you actually watched? They were okay. Who was your favorite? Uh, I don't... I'm fine with all of them. You're fine with all of them? None of them really stood out to you more than the others? No, not at all. You liked Kyrie Sane, didn't you? Well, I'm fine with her. You were talking about how goofy she was with her pirate stuff. She's kind of like Patchy. I know you think she's like Patchy because Patchy is also a pirate. Yeah. Where'd we go last Friday? Carbondale. Why'd we go to Carbondale? House show! I, okay, but they don't know that we went to the house show. You have to tell them about it. What, what was your favorite part of the house show? Cena Joe Dream Match. Yeah, that was a pretty good match, wasn't it? Yeah, and Joe tried to cheat. Yeah, he does that a lot, doesn't he? Why is it okay for Joe to cheat, but Nakamura can't beat him clean without you crapping on him? Nakamura did not beat him clean at all. <sighs> he just... You know what? Why don't we talk about your least favorite moment from the house show that we went to? What was your least favorite moment? Rollins and Ambrose being a stinky pants. Okay, but they just won their match, didn't they? They didn't cheat. Yes, I did. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. It was fair and square. No, no. In the middle of the ring. It I've was even, not. I've even got video of it on my phone. That shows no. it was just a straight up clean match. No, it wasn't. Yes, what was so wrong about it? That the dirty deeds should be bad because everyone gets dirty. <laughs> That's why. That's why they have a reason to ban. Okay, well, that makes a whole lot of sense. Why don't you... Won't you see if you can get a hold of Vince McMahon and maybe he'll ban the Dirty Deeds because you said and so. the Kinshasa and the Kinshasa. I hope I get a hold of him uh, and ban that. Right, we'll see if you. Won't you try to Google his phone number later? No, Actually, no, 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 don't no. Don't do that because there's no telling what you'll find. No. Considering your Google skills. <laughs> All right. Um, what else? What else happened at the house show? Uh. I'm trying to remember some of the other matches. Who was the cruiserweight match? No one's Tazawa. No one's Tazawa. That was a pretty good match. Yeah. What was the main event? Reigns and Strowman. Yeah. It was kind of... It was not exactly what we would have wanted, was it? No. But Reigns putting Strowman through the table was pretty cool, though. Oh, yeah. Even though nobody likes Reigns, right? Why does nobody like Reigns? Because of his crap at Great Balls of Fire. What? I don't even remember what happened at Great Balls of Fire. Was that the the, wreck. the the ambulance? Oh, that's yeah. Of course. Yeah, that it's, was the wreck. It's the reason you can't stand him because he. Well, uh, I'm kind of not picking on him now. Why not? Um, because of him teaming with Cena. Oh well, hey, but they're getting ready to have a match against each other. Yeah. 
We know that. So who are you going to root for? Cena, you know. But you just said you were okay with Roman. So is it done now? You're now you're not you're not cool with Roman anymore. Uh, I'm fine with with Reigns. Just when he's not when he's not fighting Cena. Oh, yeah, when he's not fighting Cena. Okay. Anything else? Uh, Nakamura's the dirty pants. Mm, whatever. <laughs> All right. Quit being so goofy about Nakamura. He's a stinky pants too. Goodbye, Brody. <laughs> Stinky pants, Nakamura. He's a stinky pants. He's a stinky pants. Special thanks to Royal Headache for their track Eloise, which you heard on this podcast. For this track and others, you can visit Royal Headache's page on freemusicarchive.org. Or for their most recent album, High, you can go to royalheadache.bandcamp.com. <laughs>